PAR is suing Governor Tom Wolf. The governor is limiting more real estate activities and Redfin cuts 41% of their agents. Tune into Tool Time right now. I'm Tom Tool. She is Jess Lyon. We are back on Tool Time this week, and we've got a lot to unpack here. It's getting a little bananas in Pennsylvania, I would say across the country here specifically. And that's where I want to start, um, more so than, than the other story about Redfin. We'll get to that. So last week, the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors, they uh, filed an amicus brief. So they joined into a lawsuit that was already happening against Governor Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania to make real estate activities essential. And then on top of that, then yesterday at 4.30, a letter came out from Katie Bachvar, the secretary of the Department of State. And it talked about on limited guidance for appraisers, notaries, title companies, and home inspectors for transactions that began prior to March 6, basically saying if the home was, if the contract was executed on or before the 6th, you can continue with inspections, appraisal, walkthroughs, and in-person title insurance activities. And if the contract was executed on March 7th or later, you cannot. So feel like... These things are a little intertwined here. I, I got to be pretty clear. There's definitely a political component, but I want to hear what you think, Jess. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like a little bit of a slap back, but I think, in my opinion, that this is completely unacceptable and it really doesn't make any sense because I have agreements that were personally executed after March 6th that are closing prior to ones that were executed before March 6th. That makes sense. Point. Great point. Yeah, but, yeah. And that's some of some of the reasons why we got the contract anyway, because we could close quickly before all of this really started happening. So it doesn't really make sense. Why are you going to still continue activities, title services for things closing later? You're still going to be working, but I have something closing in two weeks that was executed after March six, and you're not going to do it. it. Makes no sense at all. It really needs to be thought through. Thought through. And you've been talking about it a lot, but contacting your local rep contacting the governor getting in touch like I have a fire in me now like I need to get in touch with these people because these these rules these guidelines that they're putting out they're just not making sense for everybody and these transactions need to be completed people are going to be out of a home paying two mortgages it's going to be crazy so I'm, I'm going to be sending that letter good well I think anyone that's affected by this should be reaching out I mean that that's really the the, the most important thing there was an article on philly.com that came out yesterday from uh, Michelle Bond and Jeremy Roebuck that talked about the repercussions of this double mortgage payments for people people that are now they've rented an apartment they were gonna sell their house they were under contract the deal blew out because of the limitations on construction and now there's and, and these are just simple case studies and now there's somebody that they are uh, that they may get foreclosed on they have an apartment they can't afford so you're hurting the economy here by doing this and and more importantly this is what you said is the crux of the lawsuit a lot of people said oh it's nonsense or whatever i i really disagree with that because what par is saying is that this process has been arbitrary and when you have an arbitrary process and then you have the department of homeland security 
Most other states, besides like Colorado, I think, uh, and I've, I've researched this and it's kind of a fluid situation. Most other states, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Tennessee, Florida, I mean, the list goes on, Texas, California, these are large states and we're in that category, one of the larger, more populated states in the country. They have deemed real estate essential. And if you're worried about group gatherings, how many people are really at a showing? How many people are really at a closing? It's less than 10. And yeah. you can make it less than 10. We never have our sellers come to any settlements anyway because it's a waste of time. So if you get the buyer there, let's say it's a couple, right? You got two kids or two people. And let's say they got kids, right? So maybe there's a family of five there. Um, you got the title agent at six. Nobody else needs to be there. So a home inspection, same thing. Um, and, and the challenge here is that, you know, the PAR lawsuit, I applaud Bill Festa. He's the president of PAR. I applaud um, the CEO, McCann. I applaud what they're doing because there's going to be some people that say, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. But this is about the consumer. This isn't about the real estate agent. This is about people's lives getting affected financially. And the more this goes on, the bigger the impact's going to be. You know, when we sell a home, we put on average 23 people to work. And in Pennsylvania, 16.4% of the gross state product is related to real estate. So this isn't insignificant. And to your point, it's it, now I, I know why they picked the date. I can explain that. But yeah, um, well, yeah, okay. A home got executed on March 7th. It's it maybe it might have already closed by now. I mean, it could, if it was a 30 day close, so and there could be others that are maybe a 60 or even a 90 day close. I mean, I've got a property we put under contract before any of this happened in February. It's not closing until June. So it, 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 it doesn't make sense from that regard. Now, the reason they picked the 6th was because that's when the state of emergency was declared, even though the shutdown didn't happen until the 19th. So again, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And we're doing a lot of this stuff virtually here. So you know, the, the, the challenge that I see, and, and there's going to be pushback, no question about it. But if you're someone that is a, a, doesn't agree with this, I don't agree. I mean, I, I, it sounds like you don't either. I don't You got to get in touch. No, you got to have... make your voice heard. Yeah, there are other businesses that are still coming face to pay, face with people. Some, I mean, even, even restaurants, they're doing takeout, they're doing delivery. And I honestly think that selling real estate shelter is more important, to be quite honest. How can you shelter in place if you don't have a shelter? Like it, it, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the logic behind this doesn't make a lot of sense. At the same time, the governor's cabinet company that he used to run, that's been deemed essential and is running. There's an Exelon construction site going on in Pennsylvania that has out-of-state people coming in, and some have been infected with the virus, and that's still allowed to happen. But we can't go sell a home in a controlled environment with the proper restrictions. I'm not saying don't violate. Just, it just doesn't make any sense. And this is going to hurt people a lot more than it's going to help them. Unemployment's already backed up. I mean, you, you, you've, got, you've got people that are incurring double mortgage payments. There's a big financial component here. And yeah. Homeland Security and most other states are going the other way on this. So this really feels like an FU from the governor to PAR for pushing the envelope and doing what's right. So I, I totally disagree okay. with this. So if you're watching, we're actually going to put the link to contact the governor's office right in the video here. All you have to do is Google Governor Tom Wolf, and there's an online contact form. Just send him an email. I tried calling his office yesterday and it goes to the Department of Health. So the only way to get in touch is with an email. So that's the only thing you can be really, really be doing right now and keep okay. pushing this forward and, and, and bring it up. I mean, that, that's what we can do on the front lines here. If you're a consumer affected by this, if you're an agent, if you're a home inspector, if you're a title company and you don't agree with this, that's what you got to be doing right now. No question about it. Absolutely.
So hopefully you light them up. I know I'm on like a crusade to make real estate essential here. Um, and that, that's really all we can do. So pivoting to some of the repercussions here of this, um, Redfin, and if you don't know who Redfin is, they are a discount brokerage that have, and these, these guys have been around a while in terms of discount brokerage models. And they are furloughing 41% of their real estate agents and laying off 7% of its staff announced yesterday, or Tuesday, excuse me, in an SEC filing, um, which is over 600 agents based on their 2018 count. Um, so what do you think about all this, Jess? Well, reading through the article, the first point I wanted to make was they are retaining most, if not all, of their employees in tech and building programs department, which really says something I think about you know, where their priorities stand. They're keeping those, but laying off their agents. So that's one thing. Um, but I, I don't really know what this means for a consumer who needs to buy a house before September 1st, but their agent got laid off. There's transaction and business to be done here. What, like, why, what are you going to do if you're an agent in that situation or if you're a consumer in that situation? Which ultimately for me would say that there is an opportunity here for agents who are getting laid off until September 1st or indefinitely um, to really reflect and see what kind of agent am I? Am I am I a hustler? Am I working during this time even though I'm laid off? Should I reevaluate my career path and maybe go to more towards like being an individual agent and having my own business or joining a team and more security there? So I really think that it's going to weed out agents who weren't supposed to be in the industry anyway, but also it's going to really pull through uh, the hustlers who are, want to do work during this time, know that you need to be doing work during this time as an agent, and they're going to probably go in the right direction and join a team or do their own thing. You bring up a good point there. And, and what, what, I, what I know and what history tells me about this kind of model is that discount brokerages don't last. They come into the market when it's hot. And then when the market turns, all of a sudden they can't handle it because that's when the consumer realizes the importance of an agent a lot more. We've got this book shift behind me here, right? Um, next to the Tom Ferry book. And what both of these guys will say, Gary Keller and Tom, is that the market moves in cycles. And when you see the downturn, that's when agents get out. I mean, right now we're, we're, we were, we did a show, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago that the number of realtors in the country came up to the highest number ever. So that's poised to, drop. I mean, it's just going to happen that way. And then when you are on the down curve, you know, that's when a lot of people exit. And then when you're on like the slow uptick, that's when market share really starts to gain. And you have to kind of get back to the basics, get on the phones, make calls, fill your pipeline. And these discount agents, they're not taught to do that. They're order takers. They have someone coming in saying, hey, I want to work with you because you're the cheapest option on the market. And cheapest doesn't always mean best. You know, for example, I'll go a kind of another extreme route here. I've got kids. We buy disposable tablecloths for our table in our kitchen. You know why? Because they get screwed up all the time, and we know we can throw them out, and it's not a big deal. But you won't, wouldn't buy something nice and go with the higher-end model because you know that it doesn't have the, the, the staying power, or that it does have the staying power, but again, it's not, it's not reusable. It's not something you can just run through over and over again. And with discount agents. I mean, you've seen assist to sell, right? You probably don't even know who they are because they were in the last market cycle before 2008. Um, there's all sorts of uh, discount models that are out there. I mean, that's the one that I, I remember the most because everyone's like, oh, you, 
can't, you got to check out Assist to Sell. They're amazing. Guess what? They're gone. Help yeah. yourself. Same thing. I mean, these models have always been out there. And what you look at the top Fortune 500 companies, they basically have like two rules. And one of them is that they never compete on price. They never compete on price because, and they only focus on bringing in more revenue. So you look at that, it's not a sustainable business model. And this is not surprising to me. The interesting thing you brought up is they're keeping their tech. Redfin's website might be the best real estate website out there. Mm-hmm. It might be. And that, that's something that's a value to them. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that as we see businesses that's evolve right and go through this. Go ahead. Yeah. I was saying, especially right now, which everybody is going to be online. You can't really go out too much. I mean, you can't really see properties at least here. So that would be interesting to see how that develops. And this to me, I mean, we did a story about Purple Bricks a couple, couple months ago too, where they were the other discount brokers. They never made it to our market. They were in like California, New York, these other places. They went down too. They were a European discount broker. I mean, if you look over history, like Ray Dalio says, and if you don't know Ray Dalio, Google him. He ran one of the, he has a book called Principles that talks about principles in business. And one of them is, it's just another one of those. Because never in history, we're at the point now where something, whatever happens, this has happened before. You could even say the same thing about the pandemic. This has happened before. And you look back on that and then you realize what it is and know how to handle it. And discount brokerages have a history of failing. It's that simple. There's no relationship there too. I mean, people, especially now, they're going to want someone who can understand and relate and who really wants to help them in, in the upcoming months. So I definitely think now it's time to build those relationships with people, get on the phone, relate to them. And then when they're ready to buy it, come August, July, September, whenever, you're going to have that relationship. And with Redfin, you really don't have that. Well, and, and those guys aren't compensated to get the deal done and get the job done. They're compensated per showing. They get compensated for, I mean, and, and I've talked to some of these Redfin agents. They'll show like 18 homes in a day to one buyer. First of all, that's a bad move. And I'll, I'll tell you right away, because yeah. no way someone's retaining 18 homes unless they have one day to buy a property. Um, and that's usually not the norm. That's usually with reload buyers. And we know that close to 70% of people move within seven miles of their current location. So that's not the majority, clearly. And that's an NAR stat, the exact number is 68%. So because of that, I mean, that, that's, you know, that, that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, to me, I don't, I, I don't recommend showing more than like four to six properties. Because after that, it's like they all bleed together and you can't remember anything. Um, and they don't even know what they showed half the time. I've done transactions with them. They miss deadlines. They have no idea what the contract says. So this is going to benefit the consumer who really yeah. cares about like getting a, a, you know, going through the transaction in the right way, just based on the experience that I've seen. And those guys don't have as much skin in the game as you and I do. I mean, that's just, and, and the average agent who's, got to see it through and get the job done because real estate is a black and white business. You either get the sale done or you don't. There is no in between. Mm-hmm. It's going to weed out and the hustlers are going to pop up. I got a quote for today. You do? It's on my phone here. So let's uh, let's see if I can find it. Of course I can't. Um, here it is. All right. So I've been thinking about, you know, kind of everything we've been going through and, and, and what's been going on. And this comes from Henry Kissinger. A diamond is a chunk of coal that did well under pressure. What do you think about that, Jess? If you can do well under pressure, you're going to have a thriving business. That's what I, I mean. Just because you're, you know, new or 
got just a newer agent that just got laid off by Redfin, you know, all of this pressure, all of this stress, you're either going to come out of it shining with a lot of business in the next few months, um, or you're not, and you're still going to be a lump of coal. <laughs> well, and, and really what it says is that, you know, a diamond's something that's like sought after, and it's a big deal. You think of like engagements and like, you know, I mean, a diamond is something that's revered. A lump of coal, like who cares, right? And I was, I was reading something today. I actually sent you this. Um, it was an Instagram post I saw. A market downturn is the best time in a cycle to grab the most market share. I hope you're taking advantage. And a lot of people misinterpret market share. Market share is the percentage of the owners in your market who you have created and are maintaining relationships with, not doing deals, not how many transactions or listing you have. So whoever reaches out to the most consumers is going to win big in the end. And, you know, that's not easy right now because there's not that gratification of, great, I got an appointment. Great, I got a sale. I've got money coming in. This is where the diamond agents are made, and this is where a lot of people are going to get out of the business. So I thought it was really appropriate given the Redfin story here, given what we're, the challenges we're seeing from the government on a, on a state level. So I, I wanted to spice up the show a little bit. And to me, that. it's all about getting back to basics. I think, you know, we're kind of over this empathy stuff. People want to get back to work. Contact the governor. We're going to drop the link. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for watching.